Welcome, traders. Welcome to the SPACs attack. Let's get it started. How we doing, traders? Welcome and welcome to the SPACs attack. If you know you like the SPAC game, hit that like button. Let's get this party started. I got my man, the brains to the show, Chris Ketchy here with me. But before we get into that, hit the like button if you like some 3D printing. We're going to be going into 3D printing on demand with Shapeways coming up next. What's up, my brain? Hey, Mitch. How are we doing today? Well, it's looking like I had a low coffee. I don't know if you saw me earlier. I've already spent some energy. I need some Chrisopedia in me. So let me know what's going on out there. How's the market? You know, the market looks interesting. Seeing a, a lot of SPACs in the green, but not by very much. Just not a lot of, uh, you know, big moves out there. A lot of uh, 0.5%, 1%. And then we do have a couple, uh, you know, down 4% movers out there. So just, you know... Nothing really above or below 5% today. So just kind of flat on the day in SPAC land. Yeah, I think it's flat all the way across the market. And one of the things that I see, I saw a pullback. My red, uh, the heat map looked red for even bigger stocks. So one thing I definitely mentioned is Chrisopedia, baby. Hit the thumbs up. If you like Chrisopedia bringing us the information, definitely hit the thumbs up. Hit them up on Twitter, guys. Chris Ketchy, you guys. And this way you guys can go ahead and follow him and his stories. One of the things that Chris does very well is he puts out all of the articles that he does. And if you go to his profile, you'll be able to find a link to every single article that Chris does. This itself is an indicator, guys. Definitely, I would stick with him and watch those articles as they come out. All right, Chris, let's go ahead and let's get into our headlines of the day. And then that way we can get into our great interview that we got planned here. So definitely, guys, welcome to the SPACs attack. And let's go ahead and take you back behind the headlines. All right, perfect. So yeah, we do have one deal announced this morning. We do have a couple of rumors out there and then some notable headlines, but not a ton of activity to talk about. But let's start with where we're going to get into with our interview today. So ARC Funds adding more shares of both Glio, G-L-E-O, and, and Jaws Spitfire, SPFR. I do own shares of SPFR. So, you know, ARC has been big on buying these 3D printing stocks. Um, also own DM and O-N-E, um, you know, across the different uh, ETFs. But adding, you know, over 400,000 more shares of Glio here. So now owns nearly 1 million shares in two days. So we're going to dive into that during our interview today with uh, Shapeways talking about GLEO and growth ahead for 3D printing. Then one of the, the big news items yesterday after the show was uh, PaySafe. So PSFE, uh, the stock is currently trending on stock twits today. So they announced a multi-year agreement with Amazon for Amazon Web Services to become a, a cloud-based provider. So this is a global multi-year agreement between the two companies. Um, so PaySafe will be able to become a fully cloud-based payment provider. So they're going to integrate that into their portfolio, eCash Solutions, PaySafe Card, and PaySafe Cash. 
and those digital wallets and also their Skrill and NetTeller brands. They're also going to develop new products from this. Um, so this is really the first milestone um, of PaySafe shifting some of that solution business to the cloud. Um, you know, they hope that they can leverage data to drive customer acquisition and engagement. And, and this is a big uh, deal, you know, for their uh, potential uh, partners here, right? Because now PaySafe, they, they can offer this cloud business, um, you know, to their existing and new customers. So I'm a big fan of this uh, announcement. And it doesn't look like shares are moving today. Um, but like I said, this was trending um, this morning because this is seen as a positive deal. And then I will note also PaySafe is uh, going to announce uh, their quarterly financials on May 11th before market open. So, uh, you know, in a couple of weeks, we're going to get more details on what this deal really means. Maybe we see some updated uh, guidance from the company as well. So keep an eye out on PSFE if it's not already on your watch. And we have DraftKings, DKNG. Uh, so getting a new initiation uh, from uh, Guggenheim today, uh, a buy rating and a price target of $75. I'll actually have that article out later on the site, but really talking about how DraftKings uh, has a differentiated product with their technology stack and their existing customer base from Daily Fantasy Sports. Um, that's one of the stories I've been watching all along, right, is that early lead along with FanDuel with their customers. And then also, you know, I, I'm not sure if it's in this initiation, but to me, DraftKings entering the media segment, uh, you know, to also acquire customers there, I think is a huge positive, huge catalyst that's going to help separate them from the pack. Then we have GOEV. So this is a canoe. Um, you know, a, a former SPAC that's uh, gotten kind of hit since uh, it completed the process. We're, we're trading under $9. There was an article out on electric.com uh, yesterday highlighting their platform patent um, portfolio. So uh, it looks like over 50 patents pending worldwide. Um, you know, that electric article had some images kind of showed, you know, what they can offer to customers for electric cars and trucks going forward. Um, so this could be an interesting one. Remember the competitor VCVC, uh, re-automotive, the target there, um, you know, looking attractive to and several partnerships sign. And then yesterday I talked about how there was a, a new SPAC filing um, for the first time in two weeks. So we have Big Sky Growth Partners. So it looks like shares uh, ended the day yesterday, those units at 996. So we couldn't quite make it over the $10 mark to close. Um, but today I'm actually seeing shares up, uh, you know, right around $10. Uh, again, that's units. So you're actually getting a common share and a quarter of a warrant for that $10 price. Um, you know, interesting to see since this was the first new offering in two weeks. Um, and also some big, uh, you know, partners involved going after that e-commerce market. You have uh, directors from uh, Chewy, uh, uh, Zulily, um, Allbirds, and some other companies. So keep an eye out on, on this one. It could be an indicator moving forward. Then another big mover yesterday was HOFV, Hall of Fame Ventures. Uh, we, of course, had the CEO on this show and several shows. So the, the CEO was on Fox Business yesterday, and then the other big story everyone is watching is the NFL draft uh, started last night. That is being held in Cleveland. 
the, the Hall of Fame located in close proximity in Canton, Ohio. So it looks like, you know, the positive effect of fans being in the state may make the trip to the Hall of Fame and, you know, maybe some incremental revenue there um, for their business. So keep an eye out on HOFV. And then a couple of rumors out there. We have HCIC, Hennessy Capital Investment Corp. 5, uh, rumored to be taking self-driving truck startup plus uh, in a SPAC merger. This rumor is from Bloomberg. Uh, you know, this could be similar to um, uh, TSP, Two Simple Holdings, which recently completed a, a traditional IPO. So keep an eye out as we get talks, you know, of the valuation here and see if this deal um, happens. And then the other big rumor last night was that financial media company Forbes is also exploring a, a SPAC merger that would value the company at about $700 million. Um, and interesting to note that along with that deal, it looks like Forbes is looking to launch a crypto platform um, hitting crypto media and also a digital wallet. So, you know, it looks like Forbes could be transitioning a little bit and entering a hot growth market. And that could be part of the SPAC deal. And that could actually make them, you know, more attractive moving forward. So, um, you know, keep an eye out on that one. And then our, our deal this morning, this one was rumored before. We have GMII. This is Gore's Metropolis 2 uh, bringing Sonder public, a next generation hospitality company. Um, so $2.2 billion enterprise value. Sonder currently operates 300 properties across 35 markets in eight countries. Um, so they work with real estate developers and property owners to lease, manage, and operate spaces, providing guests with you know nightly, weekly, or monthly rentals. Um, so similar to a you know like an Airbnb, except on a more elaborate scale. Um, revenue of 116 million dollars in 2020. Uh, 173 million in fiscal 2021, and they see revenue hitting $4 billion by 2025 with a significant real estate supply growth and the travel market recovering. Um, and then we do have the, the, the vote VSPR, Vesper. It looks like that one went through yesterday. So that's all I'm seeing on, on the deal front. We do have EXPC voting on their merger next week. And then you know, a lot to look out for for earnings. Next week, we have Skills, MP Materials, DraftKings, uh, and Nicola, of course, all reporting quarterly financials. So a lot going on next week that we'll be bringing you here on SPAX Attack. Chris, 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 I'm going to shed some tears again. Shed some tears again as you followed me last time. Shed some tears on SEAH because I sold out. Guess what? You guys are going to see me shed some tears again, guys. Why? Because FOA here, guys. Look at this chart. Did you see this today, Chris? I did. What a yeah. move. What a yeah. move. FOA has been moving. Uh, it, it looks like the last week, actually, you know, going from $10, we're up to $11.22 now. So, uh, strong first quarter um, financial report from them. So, it looks like, you know, and, and then also they got a initiation uh, from Raymond James um, last week. So, it looks like investors are getting into the story, you know, that we've been talking about all along. Yeah, yeah. I had put this one in the long-term basket, but guess what, guys? I sold out of that long-term basket <laughs> that you guys are definitely seeing me uh, kicking back and, and realizing, man, 
I was building a position. I was as close to $10 as possible on this one. Hey, looks like we're having another move here in FOA. And, and it, that's a that's a significant push. Three bars significantly the last three days. Gotten up from that 10 now up to that 11. Let's see where it stops. But uh, I'm going to look for some pullbacks. Maybe if I can get it back down towards 1050. But this will be interesting to watch also with UWMC. See if for any reason that one gets a pop or a laggard kind of play there. All right, let's go ahead and let's get into the best time of the day when we go ahead and unlock some specs. So if you guys want to see a great interview next, definitely hit that like button. Let's get this started. All right, guys. So coming up next, we got the CEO of Shapeways. So tell us a little bit about this company, Chris, before we get them on. Yeah, guys, so super excited. Uh, we're going to talk about 3D printing and the new push for digital manufacturing. We've seen several companies in this space go public, uh, traditional IPOs and also the SPAC route. So let's hear what this segment is all about. So without further ado, joining us on the show today, we have the Shapeway CEO, Greg Kress. The company is merging with Galileo Acquisition Corp. The ticker is GLEO. Welcome to the show, Greg. Hey, hello. Thanks for having me today. Of course, of welcome, course. Welcome. Happy to have you here. Definitely, definitely. Hey, and I feel like it was a, a very timely interview. Let me just say that to start it off. So I'll go ahead and let Chris do some of his questions and I'll come back with some of my own. Okay, excellent. All right, perfect. So, so Greg, we're all about SPACs here on SPACs Attack. So, you know, the, the question we always like to start with is why a SPAC merger to bring Shapeways public and was a traditional IPO a, a consideration here? Yeah, we started this process middle of last year, really evaluating all the options for the company and how we best move it forward. And so as we went through that process, we evaluated lots of options. Um, you know, ultimately, you know, we are you know, we found that the SPAC process was the right one for us uh, for a couple of reasons. One, you know, it gave us an opportunity to partner with an incredible SPAC sponsor. Um, in Galileo, these, this team has proven experience in this space. They've done this several times successfully. Um, and we wanted to make sure that we had someone by our side to go do it. Um, the second thing is, you know, ultimately we saw this was more like a streamlined process. Um, you know, ultimately taking uh, the company through a traditional IPO process requires a lot of additional things. SPACs offered us an opportunity to do it in a little bit different way. Um, and, you know, ultimately we see Shapeways well positioned as a public company. And this allows us to go and accelerate our growth and our goals as a company. Um, you know, ultimately it allows us to go meet those financial targets that we've been working on and, and, and further deploy our products to our customers in a very validated way. Awesome. So we'll dive into some of the specifics, but just, uh, you know, to start out, give us the, the brief background on what Shapeways is uh, all about for those watching that may not know the, the story here. Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, you know, ultimately Shapeways is a digital manufacturing platform. We set out at the very beginning to basically provide access and enable anyone to get access to industrial grade, industrial grade additive manufacturing. Um, additive manufacturing is hard, um, especially when you're using industrial grade equipment. And what Shapeways has done over the last 10 years is invested in fully digitizing the end-to-end -end manufacturing process. Um, and what we allow our customers to do is to get access to 
uh, high quality industrial grade additive manufacturing. And it enables engineers or individual businesses um, or individual customers to basically transition their digital files into physical products. And at its core, Shapeways really wants to go help our customers get access to that. Um, if you were to look at the manufacturing market today in general, it's very focused on you know, mass production. And so that in, enables basically a, a relatively slow process. It's manual. It's somewhat rigid. Yet customers have very different needs, right? They're looking for higher levels of flexibility in their supply chain. They want to be able to get access to the most innovative materials and technologies and hardware that's out there today. Um, they also want to get started with a lot lower cost expense, right? They don't want to make huge minimum order quantity investments or investments in molds and tooling. Um, and by what Shapeways offers, we basically give them off a, a solution to kind of bypass those big challenges. And so, you know, Shapeways is one of the largest players in the space. We've delivered over 21 million individual parts to a million customers in 160 countries. Um, you know, ultimately, if you were to go to shapeways.com today, you would be able to upload a file, um, configure that part, obtain instantaneous pricing, and then get access to an incredible supply chain of both internal and external uh, manufacturing capabilities to go deliver that part in a very economical way. Um, and Shapeways really can do that because we've developed the Shapeways manufacturing operating system, um, which basically enables us to do it at high quality at great economics. Awesome. So, you know, one of the slides uh, from that investor presentation, it mentions having 11 technologies for 90 materials and then, you know, some target industries, medical, industrial, automotive and aerospace. Can you just kind of, you know, touch on some of those materials and industries uh, that Shapeways is involved in here? Yeah. So Shapeways is agnostic to the different hardware provi providers and the different material providers in the space. We are very complementary to all of them. And so the way to think about Shapeways is we go out and we partner with those major hardware providers, the major material providers, and we go to market with them with these solutions. And so Shapeways internally has those manufacturing capability. We have the physical machines, we have the physical production, um, and then we also have all the materials that go along with it. And so if you think about the market in general, there's been so much innovation on the hardware side, which has driven a ton of innovation on the material side. And it's creating exponential end part applications. And so industries that are leaning into it aggressively are really across medical, aerospace, industrial, automotive applications, as they see really, really good applications for additive manufacturing. But they're looking for partners to go facilitate that process. And Shapeways is one of those partners. Awesome. So, you know, I, I want to ask about competition later on. But before we dive into that, you know, it looks like one of the other companies in the sector that we've talked about, you know, of course, is Desktop Metals, and they are an investor in Shapeways and also a partner. Can you walk us through, you know, what that partnership with Desktop Metal looks like here? Yeah, and so maybe before I answer that, the, the really the industry is broken into three segments. The first segment is the hardware providers, and Desktop Metal is an amazing hardware provider. They make the physical printers. Um, you then have the material providers, these are the chemical companies making the raw materials that go into the printers. And then there's the, the service providers uh, that are complementary to them. And that's where Shapeway sits. And so ultimately, we're complementary to desktop metal in a lot of ways. Um, and so as part of this uh, process that we're going through, you know, we signed a 
strategic partnership with desktop metal that enables us to basically help bring their technologies to market. And we'll be doing it with them, right? Where we're working together to go and deploy their assets in our manufacturing facilities, give the, the other 90% of the market that doesn't have access to desktop metal technology and materials and give them a platform to go and get access to it through Shapeways. And so that's the maybe the high level premise of what we're doing with desktop metal. And with that being said, we've been a long time customer of of a company that was recently acquired by desktop metal, Envision Tech. And we use Envision Tech internally um, with most of our resins and they've been an incredible partner to date. So we're extending that strategic partnership to uh, the metals offering. And as you look at our growth profile as a business, today we have about 90 materials and finishes and we're expanding to over 250 materials and finishes over the next five years. And we'll be investing about $100 million in additional CapEx to go and support that process. Through the, through the launching of new sites and uh, purchasing of new hardware equipment and materials to go bring that to market. And Desktop Metal be, uh, will be a key partner as we go and deploy metals, uh, industrial metals into our portfolio. The timeliness of this interview. So uh, today and yesterday, you know, of course, we've talked about this deal. And we've also talked about, you know, the news that ARC funds um, you know, added GLEO to to the portfolio and those ETFs. So, you know, now owning around a million shares. So can you give us, you know, your, your reaction when you found out that ARC had taken a position, you know, in the future of your company? And then also what kind of validation could this bring to Shapeways ahead of the merger, getting a large name like Kathy Wood, uh, you know, putting this in her basket? Yeah, well, first, I'm a huge fan of the ARC team. I think they're doing some awesome stuff. And so to have them as an investor, I'm incredibly excited about it. Um, you know, we've been talking with them for quite a while, helping them better understand what our business is and, and where we see tremendous amount of growth opportunity and why this is such a strong investor uh, opportunity for that for key investors to invest in. And so, you know, we're just super excited to have them a part of the team. I'm hoping they'll continue to um, increase their position in the company even further. Uh, but ultimately, I think it, the validation piece for us is that, you know, it takes us and compares us to some of the other portfolio companies they have uh, listed in, in their ETF. And so, you know, we're excited to be stand side by side by them. You know, they have a lot of incredible companies that we uh, we think are we would love to be compared to. And so yeah, I think it's good validation for other investors as well. Awesome. So, you know, in the presentation, you know, we we see the the mention of 21 million parts, um, over a million customers, which you also mentioned. So some of the customers, you know, mentioned in one of the slides, we see some big names like Shopify, Etsy, Amazon, Walmart, Alphabet, and eBay. Can you just kind of walk us through, you know, how are those companies involved? What kind of uh, items are they, uh, you know, getting from Shapeways here? Yeah, this is a great question. I think, you know, if you take a step back, like our platform, has uh, was built with integrations in mind. And so we have an overarching open API that sits on top of our end-to-end -end digital manufacturing software. And so our customers come to us and they're looking for multiple ways to integrate into our company. And so we have out-of-the-box integrations with Shopify, Etsy, Amazon, uh, and the likes. We also have custom integrations with ERP systems or um, websites or whatever the customer may be using to go run and operate their business. And so we encourage our customers to deeply integrate themselves into Shapeways. And I think that does a couple things. One, it, it simplifies everything for the customer. Our customers are able to use multiple platforms to go sell products, manage their business, and they can integrate Shapeways and become an integral component of their supply chain. Um, 
And it also enables Shapeways to take in orders as they come in, right? We're, we're not asking our customers to batch orders or wait. Um, we have seamless integrations that come in through our, a lot of our biggest customers. So uh, deep, deep, deep integrations that drives high levels of loyalty um, through the combination of our high quality manufacturing, but then these deep integrations into our platform. So there's a slide in the presentation that mentions industry 4.0, you know, talking about the growth of digital manufacturing. That was also a big point, you know, when desktop metals, um, you know, went public as well. So you have listed that the digital manufacturing market is expected to grow from $39 billion in 2020 to $120 billion by 2030. You know, how does the market size get there and what will uh, Shapeways uh, do you know, in this market? Yeah, that's a great question. I, and I think everyone's heard this term industry 4.0, but it really comes down to moving beyond just individual digitized machines, right? We've had digital machines where they're integrated, but there's not a, dig, a fully digitized end-to-end -end manufacturing process. You know, major industry studies show that like less than 6% of, of manufacturers have actually started this digital transformation to fully digitize the end-to-end -end manufacturing flow. And then by doing so, they can drive significant amount of benefits, trillions of dollars of value in manufacturing over time. And I think the very next slide we have in the presentation talks about that industry growth. What we're focused on here is this is just low volume, um, highly complex one part manufacturing. And, and today, if you look at the industry, it's about $39 billion. Of that $39 billion, about $4 billion of that is, is really considered additive. And that's projected to grow to over 120 billion over the next 10 years. And the split dramatically changes. When you get to $120 billion 10 years from now, over 50% of that market is actually additive manufacturing. And so additive manufacturing is really what's fueling a lot of this growth and enabling customers and engineers to get access to this idea of high quality, low volume, complex one part manufacturing that they've never been able to really get access to at, at scale. You know, you mentioned the the different pieces of the 3D printing, uh, you know, and manufacturing market, but the, there is some competition out there, you know, among the different areas. You know, what really sets Shapeways apart from the competitors, um, you know, going forward? Yeah, I think that's a great question. You know, ultimately, there's some incredible players in space. I think that one, one thing I would note is that the market growth I mean, even with Shapeways, a growth strategy, we're still less than 1% of the market by 2025. Um, so in reality, there's a lot of room for a lot of players to be really successful. Now, with that being said, Shapeways is really focused on owning and digitizing the full end-to-end -end platform. And so we have spent 10 years and over $100 million investing in fully digitizing the software. And so Shapeways manufacturing operating system truly drives a major differentiation and allows us to get incredible economics um, compared to what you would see with some of our other competitors. And so that investment in software and removing a lot of maybe the manual effort associated with moving parts through an end-to-end -end manufacturing system is really what can set Shapeways apart. Um, the second thing I would say is that we lean heavy into innovation. And so our partnerships um, uh, with the major hardware and material providers in the added space really gives us a benefit. They become some of our best lead generators, right? You know, the majority of the time when they're going out to sell equipment or materials, there's a huge amount of effort to go and get that over the finish line where, you know, their, their customers then need to make huge investments um, 
in CapEx to go bring on that technology. They need to then go and invest in teams and software to go and operate those businesses effectively. And you know, ultimately, there's a lot of challenges in doing that. And what Shapeways offers is almost an AWS-like solution for the admin industry, right? Just like AWS moved servers from offices and put them out into the cloud and gave their customers access to the latest and greatest technology and shifted CapEx to OpEx and gave them a high quality offering and services overnight and was able to flex, flexibly go up and down and scale with the customer, Shapeways can offer the same thing. And so we're a really, really good partner to the major players in the space and we're very complimentary to them because you know, the majority of the time they have challenges with getting customers over that big decision point. And so Shapeways offers basically a, a solution for them where their, their customers still get access to their technologies, still get access to their materials and they're using Shapeways to go do that. Awesome, love hearing the, the AWS uh, reference here. You know, that that's an interesting point, um, you know, hopefully everyone listening caught that, you know, being the, the AWS in, in the platform here. I, I want to talk a little bit about international expansion. Um, so I see Asia mentioned as, you know, an attractive area for expansion. Can you talk a little bit about where Shapeways is already with international uh, revenue and customers and where they're headed? Yeah, I mean, we have an incredible footprint today. We have manufacturing facilities in Europe, and we also have a manufacturing facility here in New York. Um, but ultimately, we, you know, I would say for roughly 60% of our revenue comes from the US, the other 40% comes from uh, primarily Europe. Um, so we have good presence across both those regions. We also have a long tail of countries that we are delivering to. But I think the Asia opportunity for us is we have some very strategic supply chain partners in that region. We also have the opportunity to go and de deploy more of a, a front-facing platform to, to the market and further build out our supply chain. And then eventually over time, build a footprint physically um, so we can reduce the amount of logistics and get closer to our end customers as much as possible. And so I think there's a lot of opportunity there and you haven't seen a tremendous amount of large players in that space. And I think Shapeways is an opportunity to enter that space in a very thoughtful way through our supply chain partners, deploying our software to the overall market um, aggregating a lot of the, the, the supply chain that's out there today um, and then helping basically uh, perpetuate and accelerate the adoption of ads and manufacturing in those markets. Awesome. So one of the questions, you know, I, I have to ask is, you know, is there the opportunity for mergers and acquisitions down the road, um, you know, for Shapeways to expand, you know, adjacent markets or within the existing uh, market? Now as a publicly traded company, is that something Shapeways will look at more? Yeah, absolutely. And so like, if you take a step back and you think about how we would go deploy new materials and hardware capabilities inside of Shapeways, you can do that a couple different ways, right? There are some amazing niche additive manufacturing businesses out there today that are in markets that Shapeways is not in with customers we don't have offering materials and hardware technologies that we don't have under our roof. And so there is a way for us to go and acquire those companies, bring them in and accelerate our, our product roadmap even further. Um, the second piece of that is we can also offer quite a bit of value to those acquisitions as well. As we think about our software platform, we can go and deploy that software platform and drive further growth, gross margin optimization for those uh, potential targets. And so we've spent a, a lot of time thinking through who those major players are. We have a, a targeted list of about 10 opportunities that could drive about $150 million worth of near-term revenue to the business. 
um, as we go out and look at the, the industry in general. And I mean, we know the industry very well and we know who these players are. We know who which players would be very complimentary to us. Um, and it's, a, it's another way for us to accelerate our growth and basically accelerate the product offering that we can give to our customer base. And so we're really excited about this. And I think being a public company also gives us more flexibility with how we go do it. You know, ultimately this capital raise, um, it raises significant capital for the business. That capital can be put to good use. Um, and we'll be making these decisions, whether we develop this internal capabilities or we look for external partners to go do that. Uh, but we have multiple paths and, and multiple ways to win. So we're really excited uh, about what that can bring to the company. Awesome. So, you know, I, I mentioned some some large customers that were listed on one of the slides, but of course we also have a slide, um, you know, talking about some of the, the niche players here that Shapeways is helping. I also saw an article, you know, on a 3D printing website talking about how Shapeways is helping, you know, with bees and creating parts for, you know, beehives even. So can you talk a little bit about how Shapeways is also, you know, working with some of these uh, niche players here? Yeah, I think that's the beauty of Shapeways, right? These are so amazing customers doing a really, really amazing things, right? Very, very innovative. And so if you go across the list here, you have companies like Biological Models, which are basically taking models and creating models of DNA strands and molecules for university and healthcare um, educational purposes, right? We're printing this in full color with transparency for them. We have customers like Snooze, which deployed new products. We help them through the entire product design process of all their first run production. Um, we also have customers like Kespri doing highly customized drones. Um, you know, so as you go through the list, it becomes very, very interesting to see how much innovation can be unlocked as you give other companies access to industrial grade additive manufacturing. And if you think about those customers, right, they would have had to go make huge investments in CapEx to go bring on those capabilities internally. They would have to go deploy software and knowledge and capabilities and resources. And it ultimately creates huge barriers rather than allowing them to just do what they do really well. Um, and so what Shapeways wants to become is like their, their go-to partner on how they can get access to this part of the industry. And so Shapeways being that leader in digital manufacturing enables a lot of these customers to do amazing things. Um, it's uh, the customer success stories are, are staggering. All right. I want to jump in here for some of my questions now. So one of the things that I've seen is I did see in here, and we're going to compare a little bit here, but how you guys are well positioned against your peers. I think this is very important as you know, we've had, uh, desktop meadows and Velo come out before you. Now we actually get the chance to really look at this and, and really take an assessment of how it compares in valuation, right? And so one, one of the things that really stands out, I mean, I think everybody could see that 4.8 compared to a 16 times or 18 times that future revenue. And, and that's a, a really good thing because one of the things that, I, I mean, I, we've all been noticing in the SPACs is that we, we really want to see kind of a, a, a lower uh, top line than, than kind of that further reach out of, of, you know, maybe looking into a little bit further growth than what we could potentially see. And another thing that stands out, I mean, 49% gross margins. Can you explain to me how you guys are achieving that compared to, uh, uh, let's say, desktop metals, 39%, 34% here. And, and really, I think that really stands out to me. I always look for anything past that 35%, but at 49, I mean, Every, anybody can see the, how that can stand out. Can you explain yeah. us how you guys are going to achieve this, Greg? Yeah, yeah, those are great questions. I think one other thing to point out is these are comparisons to 22 numbers. So 
this isn't, we aren't reaching all the way out to 2025, which you're seeing with like a lot of other players in the space. These are very close, really comparables. And so when you think about this, you know, I think one, the 4.8 X against our 22 revenue multiple is I think a very compelling investment opportunity, right? This is, I think a lot of investors are going to be able to take advantage of a re-rating of the stock as we get closer and closer to becoming public. And so we wanted to specifically create a value for the company that we felt thought was very compelling. You know, this is a, you know, the company wants to be set up for success. And so that's one of the things that we really focused on. And it was one of the reasons why we were able to get a very successful pipe completed um, with some great investors, right? And so as we think about that, the second thing is you kind of highlighted specifically our gross margins, and that's really powered by our end-to-end -end digitized digitization of the manufacturing process, right? You know, if you think about the, the process today, manufacturing is really pulled down by very, very high labor models, a lot of touch points, downloading, uploading, a very, very slow process. And what Shapeways has been able to do is by digitizing that full end-to-end -end process, we remove a lot of that excess, right? And so we create a very streamlined, efficient, high quality offering that enables us to achieve higher gross margins. And so and this is also something that speaks well to the software offering that we would like to go and deploy further and allow other manufacturers to get access to the same type of benefits that Shapeways does. And so as we start to think about that profile of a business, we are able to achieve much, much higher gross margins than what you would see in a typical additive manufacturer. And the reason why we're able to do that is through our software. Um, we also have an amazing team sitting around the table, right? We've been doing this for 10 years now and every day we manufacture a part, it adds in more uh, value to our software platform and our software continuously updates, which drives more value to um, our, our manufacturing capabilities. And so those two things working together are, are really important. And I know you're showing this slide right here, but our software platform is really broken down into these five buckets, right? We have fully automated and digitized the end-to-end -end process where you can upload a file to our web-based service. You can configure that file across technologies, materials, finishes, get an instant price and create a digital inventory that you can integrate back into your business. Um, we then do all the file analysis. We're correcting over 80% of, of the files that come into Shapeways, helping them become more manufacturable, um, improving the likelihood of their success. We then move through and manage the supply chain very tightly. We do our smart demand allocation. We basically allocate the four to 6,000 parts that Shapeways gets in every day out to that supply chain the most effective way possible. Um, we then have all the pre-production work where we use our Shapeways trade planning and things like that to achieve the most high density builds where we're aggregating thousands of parts across hundreds of customers all into one manufacturing build with the intention of how do you reduce your labor costs maximize your labor, the, the labor efficiency and the material usage and get the most out of the asset as it's being used. And then you have basically all of the manufacturing software that goes right behind that. And this is what we use to basically manage every individual part as it flows through Shapeways. Um, and it's the way for us to get very, very high quality production, um, be able to meet high levels of quality standards, um, but still achieve high levels of traceability and visibility on what that end-to-end -end manufacturing process looks like. All right. So the next thing I want to get into is one of the things that I saw in the investor presentation is how you guys have 
kind of identified 150 million revenue opportunities. And I think this is very important, you know, because of course you guys are going to get your smaller customer, but of course there's going to be some bigger ones that stand out. Yeah. And, it, and it seems like you guys are already mentioning that you guys are starting to target and, and, and really start strategizing on that. Can you explain to me how this is going to help the company and show up on the bottom line? Yeah. So there's a couple of things. One, the, 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 the inorganic opportunities for our business is pretty staggering, right? The, the, the niche added manufacturers kind of across the, the space, um, it's very fragmented. There's a huge opportunity for some strategic consolidation. And so as we think about deploying new hardware or materials to inside of Shapeways, we also have the opportunity to look at what's already out in the market and say, are there players that would be better to just integrate or to purchase and come into Shapeways? And so as we look at the space, there's about 10 opportunities with about 150 million of near-term um, revenue that we could bring into the company. And I think even on the next slide, you can see it drives a significant amount of value to the company. Um, as you think about not only can we drive market leadership, but diversify our products and bring them all to market faster, but we can also help with those other customers by giving them more of a global reach and giving them higher cost synergies and then also giving them access to our software so they can achieve the same levels of gross margin that Shapeways has internally. All right. All right. I'm going to go ahead and add Chris back here. Let's go ahead and let's go to our favorite time. You know, one of the things that we do on this show, Greg, is that we go to the chat a lot because, I mean, those are the those are your investors, right? It's usually not just Chris and I. Um, our viewers love to ask some questions. So, Chris, let's go ahead and ask some of our viewer questions here. Yeah, perfect, Greg. So, you, you know, we've got a couple questions here. The up first from John Doe here is, you know, I mentioned some of those areas that, that Shapeways is looking to get into or already is in. So what does Shapeways print for medical or maybe how will it, you know, expand in that area? Yeah, it's a great question. So like we have amazing customers in medical, everything from customized orthotics where you're taking the exactly exact need of an individual customer and you're creating like custom orthotics specifically for their applications. We also have customers that are taking MRI scans of a knee or an ACL injury, and we're creating customized knee braces to go meet their needs. If you think about a lot of the medical applications, even externally on the body, it should all be customized to the individual, which really lends itself to an amazing application for additive manufacturing. And so as you think about where additive has a really, really good fit, it's always gonna be focused on mass customization or things that are very highly unique or in low volume quantities, right? And, and that's why aerospace also is a really, really good application. I mean, running a thousand uh, uh, manufacturing of a, a thousand quantity of a part is low volume, right? That as soon as you get out of the millions, you're in low volumes. And so additive manufacturing can be very, very supportive there. The other is you see applications where you start to consolidate parts, right? Where you start talking about instead of individual parts, you talk about assemblies. And so how can you reduce the failure points of these individual parts and start to manufacture the entire assembly of something altogether? And so those are some of the things you're going to see. But medical has tremendous amounts of application, mostly driven by personalization. Awesome. And then another question, uh, again, from John Doe. He's one of our, our loyal viewers out here asking mm -hmm. some great questions. It looks like he got into the, the machine learning a little bit with some of those comments. But his question was, you know, how does Shapeways, if they do use artificial intelligence and deep learning? 
Yeah, I think there's a huge roadmap there, right? Like if you think of every file that's came into Shapeways, we have information about, you know, what that file looked like, what the geometries of it, what, what was the printability of it, how did it fail, did it not fail, what materials could it be printed in, what's the cost structure of it. So there's a tremendous amount of insight. And so we see uh, we're just scratching the surface of what we can really do with machine learning and, and artificial intelligence as we think more and more about the long-term product roadmap that we have in Awesome. You know, Greg, I got to say, you've got some fans out there in the chat, uh, you know, people commenting that it really sounds like you know this industry well, and you're very passionate about it. Um, you know, some people out there talking about maybe picking up some shares. So, you know, a great interview. So, so again, guys, joining us on SPACs Attack today, Shapeway CEO Greg Kress. The company is merging with Galileo Acquisition Corp. That ticker is GLEO. We want to thank you for your time out of your busy schedule, Greg. So thanks again for joining us on SPACs Attack today. Yeah, it was great meeting you guys. Thanks so much for the time. Awesome. Thank you. We'll have thank you back, you. Greg. Appreciate okay. it. Bye, everyone. Well, guys, like we do on SPACs Attack, I think, you know, Chris, Chris, I dude, we, we must have a machine gun because it, it's not like we bust out one bullet. We got a Tommy gun full of bullets here and, and we're doing another great interview here, a SPAC exclusive guys. And, and one day after, you know, th this is what it's all about guys. So definitely support us, hit the like button, hit the subscribe down below and let it, and leave us some comments, how we've been doing on the, on the interviews. You know, one of the things is Chris and I always want to improve. So if you guys could leave us some comments on how we can improve, We'll definitely take it into consideration and try to make it better, right? Because that's what it's all about. It's for you guys out there. Yeah, you know, it looks like a lot of people in the chat are, are loving this company. I'm seeing some people, you know, mentioning that they they bought Glio. And Mitch, a, a couple key takeaways quick. And then I know we want to get into our giveaway and maybe that option idea that I mentioned. But I, I really like the talk of maybe uh, Shapeways being the, the AWS, right? The Amazon Web Services. Um, you know, in the 3D printing market. I also love that desktop metal partnership, right? Desktop metal is kind of a competitor, but they're also going to work hand in hand with them. And I liked him breaking down the different segments of the 3D printing market and, and how they all, you know, they compete, but they also, this is a huge growing market. There's room for lots of companies. And, and as we're seeing with Arc, right, she's buying into all these 3D printing SPACs and betting on the future with the the digital manufacturing and 3D printing. What, what do you think, Mitch? What was your uh, your key takeaways here? Hey, well, one thing I one thing I definitely have to mention is like you did that that partnership. I mean, stands out, right, guys? And so one of the things that you can do when you have a partnership is you can share some data and, and things to improve how you're doing this process. So uh, I'm I'm definitely going to be thinking that at the end of the day. I think they're both winners. When you look at when you're gonna look at this, maybe two or three years down the line, I think they're both winners. And to tell you the truth, I think this is an industry move. And so a lot of times, what we talk about, Kathy Wood, we talk about what? What do we talk about? There's there's, there's two words that is said a lot, a lot. I would love to see the chat get get this right. So that's why I'm giving you a little chance. Uh, I'll see if you got it right. But disruptive technologies, guys, disruptive technologies. It's the one thing that's mentioned countless times with Kathy Wood is that that's what she looks for, right? And to us, do you, would you feel, Chris, this is disruptive? I think this is disruptive. This is incredibly disruptive across multiple industries. Talk about disruption. 
that's what it's about, right? And so the first word, right, disrupt, what does it break up? It breaks up everything that we've always known. And so this is what it, the, the definition of disruptive technologies really stands for. It's looking for technologies that change the way that we do things today. And so one of the things that we're going to look for is how do we adopt this 3D and how fast? Remember, I think, you know, you can even look five years ago. I mean, you, you went to go try to buy a 3D printer. And I mean, you would have had to have given this whole, this whole jacket up. I would have had to give it all up. I would have just, I would have been stripping for that thing to get it. That was, so. And that was just to make like little plastics at home. That wasn't yes, to make yes, these huge parts exactly, for companies. So. Exactly. And so that's what I talked about in 3Ds. Really what it, what it is, is it, it has a technology behind it. And that technology is for anybody else to step up in here. You need to do a large investment to even step up in the 3D game, let alone actually have like we, we heard here end to end which is very difficult. It's not like they just got one part of the process. They have that full process. So that's what I'm going to be looking for. And I think, you know, we're going to be seeing 3D move into just about everything. I mean, you know how you always said that line, Chris? And I I mean, I think everyone said it before. Isn't everything made in China? (laughs) Right. You know, everyone says that line. I think this is the move that changes that idea in the long run for our, our next generation. Hopefully our kids, Chris, can say, hey, not everything is made in China. We got some things made in the United States and hopefully 3D helps us get there. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, without further ado, let, let's get into this contest. So bring that up, Mitch. If you can put that link in the chat, let's give everyone, oh. let's give everyone what, like five to seven more minutes to, to go ahead and complete all these tasks. So again, your, your first two things are to, to subscribe to YouTube and subscribe to YouTube clips. If you've already done that, you, you can go on to the second screen where you can get more entries, you, you know, so, um, and then also enter the secret code. We, we've given you the secret code all week, but in case you missed any of our other shows, the, the secret code is Derby, D-E-R-B-Y, as in Kentucky Derby, taking place tomorrow. Um, So we want to give everyone a last minute here to to join the giveaway. And then in about five to seven minutes, we're going to do the drawing live on the show where one person's going to get a $100 gift card for Benzinga swag. Three more winners are going to get $25 gift cards for Benzinga swag. So don't miss out this last chance to get entered into that drawing. While, while we're waiting for, for everyone to do that, I, I mentioned yesterday, we, we brought up IGAC, right? And I, I said that there was a, a, a new options way that I was playing some of these SPACs. So what I did, I actually bought options for IGAC. I, I bought the $10 calls um, for July, so July 16th. And, and so I paid 15 cents for, for each of those calls. So 15 cents so my break even is $10.15. So what I'm doing is I'm betting that IGAC is going to announce a deal between now and July and that shares are going to go above 10.15. The the other uh part of this is with SPACs, right? We have we have that built-in floor of uh you know net asset value around $10. So if IGAC does not announce a deal um you know by July 16th, I have a couple options. I can either sell my calls, you know, maybe take a, a slight loss 
I, I can sell my calls, you know, for a profit if they trade above there, which they do now. Um, or I can convert my option into shares, right? So I can convert my shares right now, uh, you know, at, at 1015 is what I would pay. And then I really, my downside risk is limited to that net asset value, you know, if they don't reach a deal or I have the common shares, you know, for if they announce a deal later on. So similar to, to SPAC warrants where you're kind of, you know, doing the high risk, high reward. The difference here is the warrants, you know, they don't happen until the shares hit $11.50. And, and my new way is to buy these $10 calls because $10, you're close to the floor then, right? You're paying a slight premium, you know, so with IGAC, I paid, you know, 15 cent premium, but there's a couple others out there I, I'd highlight and that would be like RBAC, right? We've talked about Redball for a long time. So RBAC, what's the commons at right now? Is that 990, 998 Nine. or 999? Okay, so very close to $10. So you can buy the May 21st calls for $10 for $0.08, cents, the June for $0.13, cents, um, or all the way out to September to $0.53. Cents. Uh, you know, so again, it's another option, another way to play a potential deal from RBAC. And, you know, the 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 risk reward here is that when SEAH uh, announced their SPAC merger, right? So shares only traded up to about 1050, 1060. The, the, the options for the $10 calls were up 300 to 400%. Um, you know, they went from, you know, a, a five cent premium all the way up to about 60, 70 cents. And you were able then to sell, or again, you can hold those through the deal. So, you know, it's it's another way to play uh, these SPAC deals, right? Because unlike some of these other, you know, ways to play, so like if you buy Ford shares, you know, right, or Ford options, Ford could go all the way down to zero. You buy a $10 call, it could become worthless. The, the difference here is with that built-in floor at net asset value, you have a little bit more protection with your $10 call because you can trade in for the shares that you're going to be able to redeem at net asset value and, and probably break even. So there's definitely always some risk, which there is. But to me, there's less risk to play these options at $10 on these SPACs than some of the other stocks out there. So, so again, guys, just giving you another way to play SPACs. Um, and maybe next week we can get into more. But I did make a list, um, Mitch, I think it's still in here. Yeah, with the... Um, the SPACs that I found that have options available. Um, if maybe we can just throw that up on the screen, maybe you guys can jot that down, um, you know, for your watch list. Again, those ones all have options available. And, and again, the $10 calls is where I'm looking at, um, you know, for those different SPACs. So uh, again, just an I'll interesting what, way to play. I'll tell you what, Chris did the hard work in finding all those tickets for you. <laughs> But if you guys don't get our likes up to a hundred right for now, real, I'm not for putting real. it up. I'm not putting it up. I'll just keep it. I'll keep the list. I wrote it down for myself. But I know I'm still using it. I still got to look at all these ones. So That's guys, smash looking. the and like. Guess what? Guess what? One that you mentioned is literally the one that I was going to mention to see if there was. Right Which here, one was guys. that? PIPP. PIPP, exactly. Right, right there, so, 10, 1002. Yeah, and it's another way to play it, right? You can buy those $10 calls for cheap. And, and if a deal is announced, similar to the warrant, right, they spike, right? But you also have that, that limited downside. And that's what I'm about, right, is the risk reward. I'm not as risky of a trader, you know, going after some of these momentum names. I want a little bit of that cushion there. And that's what I get with these SPAC options. 
All right, all right, guys. We're almost about to do the giveaway here. I'm gonna go ahead and start setting this up here, guys. I'm seeing, I'm seeing 100 likes, Mitch. It looks like but, it looks oh, like, they looks like we just too. hit it. Look like we just hit it. I'll it's give it. It's going. It's still going you. up. Let's the put that value. List up. Where's the value? <laughs> the value's right here, guys. The value's right here. There guys, you go, pull guys. Pull out the so, list. Pull out the list. There you go, guys. All those spacs have options available um, that I found. So again, guys, the, I'm playing the $10 calls. You can play other amounts, but to me. $10 is the one that makes sense since that's the SPAC floor. So, um, yeah. So how many entries do we have in this uh, this giveaway, Mitch? Did we, we get some more over, in the last five minutes? Over 130 entries there. Um, and we're going to go ahead up and, and, and wrap this up here. Uh, one thing that I'll definitely leave you off with, guys, is if you guys want to go ahead and check out the swag here that's available, go to Swag dot benzinga.com and you'll be able to see all our swag um, another way you can do it also is if you scroll down on the youtube you'll be able to see kind of that uh benzinga merchandise at the bottom also that's from our spring uh tree store so if you want something from that i, I don't mind i'll make it happen for you guys and that's what it's all about here um, we definitely build for you guys so support us as we support you guys hit the like hit the subscribe let everyone know you know, one of the best ways that you guys can help us keep growing is by hitting the share button and letting everyone know where the SPACs attack really is. You know, there's a lot of people coming out there trying to do shows like us, but they ain't us. I got to be it. I got to be honest. They ain't us. Reason why is because you got Crystalpedia right here. The brains is a show. And then you got my technical advantages that I've, you know, spent years and years learning in day trading that I try to give back to you guys by understanding the levels. So like always, guys, definitely smash the like and support us as we support you. Chris, I'm going to put you on the screen for a second as I get that giveaway ready to go ahead and announce the winner. Yeah, perfect. You know, so while Mitch is pulling that up, I did see a question in the chat uh, about Betsy Cohen, right? We teased it. We said we were going to have someone from the SPAC Hall of Fame come on the show and Mitch let slip that it was in fact a female, which so some of you figured out. Betsy Cohen, a member of the SPAC Hall of Fame. We of course had Daniel on not too long ago. So Betsy will be joining us on Monday. We're going to hear all about those SPAC deals that she's already completed and maybe hear about some of those new SPACs out and what she's looking at. And then of course, as the SPAC market has changed, let's get her thoughts on, you know, what's to come for SPACs, you know, these new regulations from the SEC um, that may happen. How could that impact the market? So what better expert, you know, than Betsy Cohen, who's been involved in fintech for, for decades, than to have her on our show to provide you, our listeners, with some great education and due diligence. So super excited uh, about that show on Monday. Um, you know, and again, our, our calendar is, you know, shaping up nicely. We, we've got some big guests coming up. Uh you know, from some deals that have already been completed as well. So Mitch, are we, are all we right, good guys, to go all here? All right, we got about two minutes left to celebrate here, celebrate. So I want everybody celebrating. And if you are a winner, I'm going to require that you go ahead and send me a nice victory dance. I want to see those victory dances. I want to see you celebrating. I want to see that swag on you. I want you pulling the Superman look. Showing off that Benzinga, that will definitely support us as we support you. And if anybody does that, 
shoot out to me. I'm going to figure out, I'm going to get in trouble for this one just to let you guys know because I'm really not supposed to do this. But if you are a Benzinga Pro user, I'll try to figure out a discount for you. If not, I will get you a one month access and I am going to get in trouble for this. I'm letting you guys know right off the back. So this is me reaching out for you guys and pushing for our community out there. I, I definitely love the SPACs attack community and I want to continue sticking and supporting you guys. All right, let's do that drawing. Let's get this rolling here, guys. Let's see what we get. Let's see who we get. Who are the winners? Who are the winners? All right, so first place, first place, we're going to go with CSG here, CSG here. All right, guys, so that's what's going to be our winner here, guys. We're going to go ahead and announce it here through this widget. Let's go ahead and announce it here with avatars. Let's go ahead and announce that up here and pull it up. So right here, guys, you guys see the winner, the winner here, guys. I'm going to go ahead and put it up here, the winner here for you guys to go ahead and see. And that was for the $100 Benzinga swag, correct? Yep. I'm going to reach out to the winners here with their emails. That's the best way really to do it. But that's what we'll go ahead and do. And we'll give you a chance to pick what you want. So I'm going to go ahead and reach out to the emails that won. Just give me one second here to pull it up here. Yeah, perfect. So, you know, guys, thanks to all of you who entered that giveaway. Also, as an update, we do have the Hylion swag that we're going to be doing a drawing for next week. We got lots of entries in that. We're getting 20 prize packs from the company. So we'll be drawing some winners next week. And then also Hylion, because they love Benzinga so much, they love that interview. They're actually holding their own contest right now. So if you head to Hylion's Twitter, if you like them or follow them on Twitter and follow Benzinga, there's another giveaway to enter. So two great ways to enter there. So we gave you a chance for Benzinga swag this week. We gave you a chance for Hylion swag this week. And we're giving you a chance for Hylion swag next week through the company. So great ways to get some uh, swag for supporting us here. CSG, Matt Stoops in second, William uh, Degar. Uh, we got Warren Knight, Warren Knight in fourth place. The first place prize is going to be $100. Second, third, and fourth will get that $25. And that will definitely get you something, a little swag there, guys. But yeah, definitely stay tuned, guys, for the. Uh, as we get going, we're going to be going to that uh, that merch that everybody wanted that we have thousands and thousands of emails to go through. Yeah, so, there's a ton of people. You guys love Hylion. Let's just say that. <laughs> definitely, definitely, guys. So definitely smash the like button. We're going to get on out of here. Power Hour is up next. Probably should be starting up within the next minute or two. So you guys stay with Power Hour. And like always, guys, we'll see you a little bit later on on Benzinga Pro. And like always, guys, if you guys want to, have a little happy hour, happy hour at the end of the day today. We're going to be doing a happy hour on Money Mitch. Have a couple of traders there talking some trades and kick back, relax, and enjoy the day. So if you want to relax, take off the jackets and and and, and have a good time with us. Definitely join us later on the happy hour. And there's a derby talk. If you're a derby fan with our secret code, don't miss out. At the close, they're going to be talking about it just after the close. Yeah, 4 o'clock, Joel's going to tell me uh, what pony I need to bet on. So I'm super excited to, to hear who your he, ponies. Gotta who know he your picked because I know I'll be watching that race tomorrow. So I want to hear what he says. I'll compare it to my own notes I have for who I'm liking. But again, guys, Monday, Betsy Cohen on SPACs Attack. Don't forget, but stay tuned here all day for great Benzinga content. Power Hour coming up right now. We'll see you next time, guys. Spacks.
baby. Yeah.